And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to a post-game edition of the Warriors All-82 podcast. We are talking, I am talking from beautiful Orlando, Florida. Drove up from Miami to Orlando today. Uh, prior to a fourth consecutive Warriors loss, uh, three and six now, twelfth in the West. The four teams they've lost to on this road trip: Charlotte, Detroit, Miami, and now the Magic. That is the two and seven Pistons, the two and seven Magic, the three and five Hornets, and the four and five Heat. That's four of the seven worst teams in the East. Um, that's pretty bad, Marcus. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> you you would not, not describe good. it as good, no. Um, I where, think the re- I think yeah. part of the issue is they're playing bad teams. I think that's that's and, one of the problems. I mean, you say that, but like if they were in Boston tonight, they'd probably get blown out. Like just the way they're playing, the way the bench is playing. I don't like, know. I know what. Maybe get blown. I mean, Miami's a good team, even though. Yeah, I mean, they, that was their – they played their best on this trip against the best team. Um, so maybe that somewhat goes I into your theory. But to me that – but maybe they play, they play a little better. Bit. They play better against it. Like, I mean, if you, I'm watching these individual defensive efforts, and I, I do think a part of it is like they're looking at these guys and it's like, all right, you're not going to make a shot. Oh, I mean, You're that was Jalen Suggs in the, the last couple minutes was like Draymond just like hand delivering him one of the biggest That's shots of the game. Believe, like, they're like yeah. reaching or like this guy, they're not locked in because I just think part of, to me, from watching them play, they are a bit, they are rattled by the fact that people are playing at all NBA levels against them. <laughs> it just feels like a lot of guys are getting off. I mean, just. When we saw them in the postseason, uh, when it, when it mattered, like Wiggins is picking up three quarter court, like he's pressing. Guys don't have room to just dribble and create jab, like, but you can see everybody's backing off. They got room to jab, and then they're reaching. Like nobody's under pressure, nobody's feeling it, and I think part of that has to do with the fact they're playing people who are like, "Yeah, you ain't that good." Yeah, and these dudes are getting rolling. <laughs> now the problem is when they play good teams, good teams can beat them even when they play hard defense, right? Like that was one of their issues against like Denver against Miami. Like, all right, you buckle down, but it's still like Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. But I do think they're having a problem locking in defensively, and some of these guys they're expecting to maybe stay poor shooters are not staying poor shooters. And it's just jarring. And now they get some confidence. Now they start rolling. And then it becomes this kind of spiral effect. Not to mention, you know, guys like Jordan Poole, um, 
just aren't playing great defense. Clay is not playing great defense generally anyway. Yeah. Uh, they're hacking like crazy. Um, Draymond Green on this trip has six fouls, four fouls, four fouls, six fouls. He fouled out of two of the games like late in important moments. Um, the the uh, Magic had 46 free throw attempts tonight, and the Warriors had 15. It was like their largest disparity in a game since 2013. And that's coming on the heels of these losses where all they're talking about post game is fouling. So it's like, you know, I would say among their top three, four issues, but the bench is a problem, uh, and then the James Wiseman situation uh, just, I don't know, it seemed like it culminated tonight. And, you know, what I wrote about postgame um, was that what I thought was like the defining possession really of the road trip, uh, if you're looking for one, which is they're up eight with uh, 50 seconds left in the third quarter. Um, Okiki, I believe it was, misses a three. And... Uh, Steph doesn't Steph gets out like he's guarding this like backup guard Kevon Harris um, and he just kind of runs out of the way he doesn't box out when he should have Wiseman doesn't react to Steph not boxing out and doesn't react well to the ball because like you know his timing on rebounds just isn't there Um, and Kevon Harris who again is an undrafted rookie backup guard goes up and you know, I guess bully balls Wiseman for the rebound. Moody is standing there watching. Like, you know, the guy that's supposed to do the glue everything guy, like, also misses on this rebound. He gets an He's looking at the seven-footer like, oh, he's got yeah, that. For sure. But it's like, you know, as as you just dissect one single play that honestly I think lost in the game because we'll get to, you know, it's this, this possession is not, is, is not nearly over at this point. Um the guy gets the N one. Harris gets the N one layup. Wiseman, who is just like he had just been called on the other end for an offensive rebounding foul, which you know the the Warriors that was a bad call. Yeah, they thought it was a bad call, and it, he he was put, he was putting it back in too. It was actually going to be a nice positive moment for him. He's hanging his head as he comes back down, and to me, when he hangs his head, his instincts or his you know reaction time is slower because he's clearly thinking about the last play. I think that's what led to the missed rebound. But anyway, he's so mad after that, grabs the ball, fires it at the uh, stanchion. It's a Scott Foster game. Bing, that's a technical. Um, Steve Kerr, you know, goes to bring him out of the game. Wiseman's yelling like, fuck, basically, as he's coming to the bench. So it was like this – it was this boil-over effect of the Wiseman situation. They bring Draymond Green in for Wiseman. Um, Franz Wagner hits the technical free throw. That's three points. They missed the and one free throw. And then Chuma Okiki outworks Draymond Green for an offensive rebound off that. Kicks it out. R.J. Hampton tanks in the three. Six points on one possession. You lose the game by one. And I just – I mean, it's that kind of stuff, but it's also, you know, look, again, minus nine Wiseman's minutes. Uh, it's like micro stuff, but also macro issues. I, I do think that's a big deal, and that's obviously the greatest issue. But I also think, as Draymond Athlete pointed out, they're winning the game down the stretch. They, they have the lead, and this is one of the games where they get one stop, get a bucket, get another stop, and they win the game. And they weren't able to do it. They were making mistakes. Uh, Clay forces a like a, a bad three when they're calling these ticky tack fouls, and uh, Jordan Poole goes to the hole to like get a foul called, and it's like the, the, it's clear the refs are calling everything. Clay responds by chucking the three instead of like, yeah, let's go to the hole because let's get these, you know, let's take advantage of this. Uh, Steph turns the ball over twice. Wiggins misses an ob like a 
wide open layup. Uh, you know, Clay takes the, the the bad shot at the end. Draymond misses the free throw that ties the game. So they had a chance to win the game. Like obviously, you know, Orlando had kind of built their confidence and their momentum. It looked like the place was rocking. It looked like this was a big deal for them, and that always makes it tough. But they had the ball, they had the lead, and those are games they win. They got Steph playing well, and they just started making more mistakes than the one in seventeen. And so I don't, I don't think it's just them, but I, I also believe that is part of the accumulation of the issues that the bench is bringing. Right, like it's taking so much to win games because they've got to win them multiple times. Uh, you could just feel it. Like they, they get a lead, and when a bitch come in, this is this might be the worst we've ever seen it. To where it's like they're not keeping this lead. <laughs> like the question is, will they like will it be tied or will it be losing by the time you get them back in? I, you just never felt less confident about it, and I think that's an issue that's starting to weigh on you know on the whole thing. So now they get back, they're up sixteen. Now they got to come back, and they're down six or eight. And you got to do this Herculean kind of effort against a hot team at home, you know. So I, I just feel like everybody's got a role in this, you know, even though the biggest issue is what are they going to do with this bitch. The The other thing that really uh, – that's really standing out to me is how – like you just don't see Steph play like this. And even Clay had, a you know, a decent game and they lose – like Draymond's playing well, Steph's playing well. That's the part that might be I am back, by the way. There you go. That's, yeah. that's a little bit concerning. Well, you know what Draymond Yeah, Draymond's stat post game, you know, as he's blaming the defense, he goes like he looks down at the statue and he was like, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson went fifteen of thirty from three. We need to win that game every single time. He's like, nobody else Austin needs to make the three. If those two are fifteen of thirty for three, like we win. Um and he's right. And, you know, it is it is the defense and it is, you know, they're making it a point. You know, Steph Curry was talking post game about like, don't they're not trying to point fingers. Draymond Green was like, hey, the young guys are at fault, but we're at fault. Um, you know, Steve Kerr is is talking about the foul issue and mentioning, hey, we Steph reached in the first three minutes. They had three fouls early, you know, Looney and Draymond are in foul trouble. Like they, they're trying to like really loop the veterans into the blame game, which I, you know, is correct. Like remember Wiggins biffs the layup at the end, like a wide open, right, huge layup. So bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They might win um, the game if he makes that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but you know, they. You know what else Steve Kerr said post game? We're changing the rotation because, yeah, like, that is to me. That's the what? Isn't that part of the problem? This whole dancing around the issue. Like, either these dudes are about this life or not, right? Like, yeah. Wiseman just gotta not get down on himself. You're playing next to Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. It's like at some point, take the cue from them and not care about it. Like, and not you. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, Steph will turn the ball over twice to come back down and hit a three. Like, at some point, they've got to be. They've got to develop the fortitude to where you you can say they aren't playing well, right? You can say they're a problem and not have to worry about them completely melting. Uh, and maybe maybe their inability to do that is feeding into it. That's why I'm like, look, man, play Kaminga. At least he going to make his mistakes. They're going to be aggressive mistakes, right? And I don't think you have to worry about Kaminga, like, not being, like, 
okay not being able to survive the criticism. To me, I just feel like it almost kind of feeds into it. And I understand confidence is everything. You don't want to lose it. But, man, you got to be able to call like a spade a spade. <laughs> Jordan Poole's not playing that great. Like, what you want to say? Like, he should be able to eat that and come down. Like, four bad positions shouldn't stop you from being able to produce. Like, Yes. I, the I one thing know. I would say, and, like, you, you've have you been to a game in Orlando? Or at least at the Amway Center of Orlando? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're like, we it's it's just terrific seats. Okay, we're at the corner right next to the bench. Um, and oh, they, are you still there? It's been a while. I don't know if you're yeah, still there. Yeah, yeah, we're we're you know twelve feet from the bench basically. So it's just I just had an up close view at like Wiseman's like frustration tonight, and. Particularly in the you know when the sequence happens and he gets the technical and he's coming out of the game and I think at that point he knows he's not going back in the game right his night is over, you know he again he he's somebody came over to slap high five from him and he just belted out the f word like super loud you don't see that often from James Weissman um, and then he sat there and he was just kind of stewing over there on the bench and you know about twelve feet away and you you don't know what he's going through a guy's head but. It, it, you could tell it's not just like, hey, man, I screwed up that box out. It's like the weight of this moment for him. And of like, this attempt oh, to like. My career, I'm losing on the line. Yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Yeah, and he's 21. Um, and, you know, even if it doesn't work out with the Warriors, who I'm not saying it will or it won't. He just had his option picked up, so, like, he has a runway still. But it just feels like the weight of being the second overall pick, you know, the weight of being on this, you know, I guess brand of a franchise in this loaded rotation that still believes they're title contenders, that just won the title last year without you. Uh, you know, uh, healthy, and it's just you, it, that to me. And we saw this rookie year, right? I mean, and honestly, an unfair expectations put on by media, by his ownership group, by front office, by coaches. It's just like, you know, in some ways, like this isn't a great place to develop. This is was always going to be difficult, and I just think that aspect of it is kind of weighing on the situation where it is easy to say, Hey, look, you know, Steph Curry can miss three straight times and not hang his head. Well, Steph Curry knows he's Steph Curry. Okay. James Wiseman has this idea of what James Wiseman should be already. Right. I think we all know, like he's been told since he was however many years old, like you're a superstar and it's just not happening as quick as he thought it would. And it might not, you know, and maybe there's doubt that it will ever happen from that. I don't know. I, I'm just saying, like, that's what I'm seeing. Oh, no, it's it's very obvious. But to me, I feel like that's the part they got to fix. And the the 
the part that's harming him is or harming the Warriors is when these athletic guys get in the game, they can't really counter with their athleticism, right? They can't like, all right, we're going to bring in our athletes <laughs> because for some reason it's not. I don't know. I feel like Kaminga at some point would at least like be able to kind of like bang with those. I don't know. I feel like at some point, Something's got to come out of those guys, like you see in Moody, where it's like, all right, man, you're just not about to keep cooking me, right? <laughs> like you, like Wiseman lets you know Harris comes in and gets the rebound, and it's like, all right, the next time I'm I'm jumping over everybody's back and grabbing a board, or he's on the ground and the ball is wrestled away from him. Like at some point, these guys aren't great either. Like these players he's going against aren't good. They make mistakes but they make them playing incredibly hard. And that, to me, is one of the worst problems. You throw a bunch of athletes out there who play hard, they don't really have the athletic counters. <laughs> you know, they, don't, they can't say, all right, we're going to match your athleticism. So now they've got older guys who are, like, reaching and trying to be smart and, and scheme up. But, like, if well, you, they can't, do have if two you athletes, can't get out there and run. Yeah. One is not playing. Although I do think we're going to see him in New Orleans tomorrow night if you're reading uh, two of these. That sounded pretty clear, right? Yeah. <laughs> I even thing. named him, right? I was like, you know, when I, I asked a follow-up. Yeah, he said everybody like, get a chance. I'm like, we know Ty Jerome going to get a chance. <laughs> he's, he's playing kind of well. Um, but it's – yeah, I don't know. Some um, guy, the guys who work with the Warriors aren't – just aren't that – like messed up by mistakes, right? They just aren't that, like, they, they respond to it instead of, like, going into the spiral. To me, that's the part they got to figure out with Wiseman. I mean, like, JTA, Damian Lee, GP2, like, they've all had bad games, bad moments. They've all made mistakes. And, like, if you want to play for the Warriors, the response got to be, let me go make up for that somehow. I agree. And, and like, kind of retreat in. Yeah, um, but you know, and like Moody, Moody, I think is good in that way. So some, so yeah. some of it is clearly based on personality and not age, but also like part of the reason Damian Lee, JTA, and Gary Payton II were like molded that way was because of all their past failures and climbing the ladder and just like general, you know, maturity over eight. I mean, they were all like mid to late twenties. Yeah, like, no question. And James Wiseman, James Wiseman at twenty-seven. I don't know what he's gonna look like, but I bet he handles like a rough patch of play better. I, you know, I don't know where he's gonna be in the NBA. I don't know how good he's gonna be, but I will pretty much guarantee like he would handle like missing a defensive rebound a lot better at age twenty-seven than he does. Yeah. You know, I I so. agree with that. You know. He just—I don't know—he's got the luxury of waiting to 27, though. Well, the thing is, like, (laughs) the thing is, like, he does, but the but the Warriors' tenure is what's, Uh, yeah, that's what's more to me at stake in the next 12 months or so. You know, like James Wiseman will find, you know, over the course of the next decade, plenty of opportunities. It's just like this is the Warriors' one that that we're examining, and it's just. You know, continues to be at 
kind of an unsettled place. Uh, and to the point, you know, I don't know if he's going to be in the rotation in the, in the coming games. I don't know that he's not. Again, Steve Kerr did not detail exactly what his changes are going to be, but like there's limited amount of options and guys that are potentially on the fringe. And if people are getting promoted, some guys are getting demoted and at this point. Who are the candidates to get demoted? It's really like either Wiseman or Jermichael Green for Kaminga would seem to be like, you know, I know you even like quote tweeted and that was kind of your suggestion. You know, you can go either way with that, but that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I just don't know how you watch that. I think whatever Kaminga does wrong, it, it can't be worse than what we're watching with Wiseman. You know, if you're just going to run him out there and he's just kind of in this funk, then it feels like Kaminga should be playing. Like, that's the part that's like, all right, I understand there's no other backup center and there's a Michael Green, but it's worth trying Kaminga at center then until until Wise gets his kind of his, his head together. You know, th- that's I'm, I'm just watching it like, Poole's not playing great. Uh, Wiseman's not playing great. I mean, Jermichael Green wasn't even playing great. Uh, it's like, why, why can't <laughs> why is Kaminga's mistakes worse than these? <laughs> is what I was yep. thinking. But uh, and I, it feels like I, I I agree with you. It feels like Kerr was saying, yeah, uh, I might as well put him out there and let him work through mistakes just like the others get to. Yeah. For sure. Um, but we got to talk about this shot selection, by the way. The Warriors take too many threes. Yeah, and they. Uh, I believe I believe they're like lowest attempts in the league at the rim right now, which yeah, they, is they like plays into your point. They don't even try, especially when the refs are calling fouls like this. Like the answer to that, when you're getting – I mean, I understand they do foul a lot, but – like, if you're a Jordan Poole, you're thinking, hey, man, there's a lot of hand checking happening, and if I can't do it. But you got to, like, force the refs to do that, and they just aren't doing it. It, it feels like the only time they can get into the basket is if Steph's going to create off the dribble, which was tough when they're bracketing him, or it's got to be like a backdoor cut. Or and occasionally Poole, Jordan Poole. Jo- Jordan Poole will get Jordan there Poole, occasionally. Yeah. But, but not as much as he did. Doing- but, yeah. yeah, because he's doing too, like he's doing a lot. I think he's just seeing defenses a little bit different. They're they're like his one on ones aren't looking like one on ones. The help is coming, and, and he's psyching himself out with too many moves. <laughs> well, and <laughs> so and, and while that's all going on, the the refs are going carry. That's carry, a carry. Carry exactly. Yeah. I think, but part of the reason he's carrying is because he's doing too much. Like if he just beat and go, like boom, go. Like he'll be better. Well, he's also and this is like mindset of I'm getting to the rim like other teams do. They don't really do that. Yeah, he's also um, you know in lineup combinations that are not like nearly as helping him. Yes. Yeah, they're just not helping him like last year's did. That's the other. We know that he's like, yeah, I have to kind of create something out of nothing. I don't have much space in. I don't have no other option. But like even Clay, like. It's just weird. He 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 picks weird. Like his shot selection was better tonight, but not at the time it needed to be. Uh, I just think generally, like that second turnover from Steph, they're down three. It's like just over thirty seconds left. Uh, he gets by his man. Uh, they they got a double on him. He gets by his man. 
and Suggs leaves him and goes to cover Draymond. But, like, Steph's not even looking at the rim. He's looking to kick back out the three because they're down three, and, and they're buying, oh, we got to take a three. It's like, nah, go take the two. You got a 2 one with Looney, which, you know, is better than what it used to be. So, to me, they just sometimes they just don't think, I'm getting to the hole. And if you look at these losses, you look at what's happening, the other team is like, I'm getting to the hole. Jimmy Butler, I'm getting to my mid-range. I'm getting to my spots. Bancaro gets Draymond at the dotted line, turn a little jump hook. Like, to me, they're shooting threes and everybody else is shooting twos, and other teams are scoring better than them in the crunch because of it. So they, they've got to get that shot selection down, especially the, the stars. Yeah, no, I mean, they're uh, they're jacking, and again... It's... So they, are they going to open five, by the way? Probably. I mean, I think the, the Pelicans are coming home pretty healthy, deep team, a little ticked off after that overtime loss to the Lakers. Um, it's just like I expect the Pelicans to play well. Now, I also do expect the Warriors, if they play their veterans, to play well. Um, I don't think Clay will play because they've been very, you know, hesitant. They basically have already said Clay Thompson is not going to be rushed into any back to backs early. This is only the second one, so I don't think they're about to revert on that plan. That probably means Jordan Poole starting. Um, Draymond and Steph both did play the first back-to-back. I mean, I think in an ideal world, you know, if they're 3-1 and one on this road trip, everything seems fine. Maybe they give Draymond and Steph a night off. That's harder to probably convince them of or convince the coaches of. Right I bet they don't yeah, think I don't, it now. Yeah. Plus, Steph's I don't think playing so either. well, right? Like, he's, like he's, he's playing well, so he probably wants yeah. to play Draymond too, so. Yeah, guess what? I still think they're fine. I think they can. I think they can put together a five-game win streak at some point to kind of match this skid, and it'll be right back. Oh, I mean, but they've got to work this stuff out for sure. They they've got things to solve. Solvable, but they've got to solve them. Yeah, um, you know, and it's it's an eight thirty tip on a Friday night in New Orleans with a Pelicans team that's like kind of captured the attention locally. Like I know I'm not, you know, typically Smoothie King is not exactly the most rocking road arena, but if you throw the struggling youngsters out there without the veterans tomorrow night on T, I believe it's what's tomorrow Friday night. I think it must be an ESPN game since it's eight thirty tip. Um, ooh, man, uh, you know. If I had to guess, I'd probably guess that, you know, 0-5, the way they're playing. Even if it's 1-4, and 4, I mean, regardless, they're coming home 4-6. and six. Again, it's so early in the season, the standings are topsy-turvy anyways. I mean, a lot of the teams, we, the Clippers are right next to them in the standings, essentially, right now. Um, so I don't have these, like, longer-term, oh, wow, they're, like, you know, play-in territory now. But it's just these are huge issues that ha- – in the micro and macro that we continue to discuss. The question was always how many, how can, how many wins can they get while they figure this stuff out? And it's looking like less than we thought, but like it's, it's too early to be talking about it, but at some point the trade deadline becomes something worth watching. <laughs> Cause if, I mean, they're, well, Kamiga's not getting the opportunity, but if it just because like, if you're those guys, you're Steph and you're Draymond, and you're like, dude, we're giving you leads and nobody in the gym thinks it's going to stick once we go to the bench. <laughs> when they subbed in today, I was like, you know, look at – yeah, I'm, everyone's probably doing this now, but it's like look up the scoreboard. You're like, okay, starters gave them a six-point lead. Like, what will it be at the end of the first quarter? Right. And exactly. it was tied. I'm, 
<laughs> it was tied, and you were like, decent stint from the bench, you know. Only a minus six. <laughs> so that tells you where it's at. Yeah. All right. Hey, I wonder if there's a superstar available somewhere, maybe in Brooklyn. Uh, well, there's a suspended one. I'm sure he's available if you really want. Uh, I'm just messing yeah. with Warriors fans. No. Uh, well, are we moving on to our King segment? You know, they're down here in Florida too, so we can uh, we can get to that. No. Um, Did you go? Yeah, I went to King's Heat. It was a like Heat, baby. good game, including uh, a Mike Brown post game rant, which was interesting to me in person for after you know both the games I went to in Miami had these like controversial finishes or uh, not necessarily finishes, but you know. Uh, the Steph Curry overturned foul, like the Jimmy Butler foul, and then the three carries, like, you know, one night Steve Kerr is, like, super critical of the referees down in Miami, then the next night it's, like, different situation, but same thing, same room, opposing coach, killing the referees. That was my Miami trip. All I'm Mr. saying Thompson. is, uh, damn, I was about to say they haven't lost. They, they haven't lost with me on the road, but I forgot about the Phoenix game. I did go to the opener on the road. They even lost with me there on the road. Jeez. They lose it with everyone. You. All five on the road now. I forgot so. I covered a road game. I was trying to, I was about to say, hey, they, they haven't lost with me on the road since game three of the finals, but I was there for Phoenix game one. So. All right. Well, we My will bad. talk to you at. No, you good. We'll talk to you at some point in the coming weeks ahead. We'll, we'll coming we'll days after, ahead. We'll, we'll talk after the surprising win by the reserves in New Orleans, similar to the San Antonio reserve win from last year. Let's not let's the not guarantee it. Win. Yeah, that would really help them at this moment. But let's not guarantee any podcasts. And if if it comes, it'll be a great surprise to all. All right, we will talk to you later. I called it. All right. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.